you're wondering why we have all this scaffolding here, by popular demand, we've brought back bungee jumping into the church. <laughs> it was very popular last year, although we had a smaller tower to jump from and kids were colliding in, in midair, so we've kind of expanded a little bit for safety reasons. No, actually we're working on the ceiling. You know, we've had multiple water breaks and the only way to get the stucco, the painting to match is to actually remove all the stucco of those two areas, spray the stucco back on, and then repaint. So they're hoping to do that this week. It'll be up here probably next weekend, and then they're taking it down, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, who knows? If it's here for the third weekend, it's not my fault. Today is the fourth Sunday of Lent, and I know I've mentioned this last year. It's called Leitare Sunday. During Advent, the third Sunday of Advent is called Gaudete Sunday. Both of these words, if they're not saying anything to you right now, don't worry about it. Both of these words mean rejoice. They're two words that mean rejoice. Halfway through Advent, we're rejoicing because we're over halfway to celebrate Christmas. And we can all relate to that. We're all like, yeah, who doesn't like Christmas? Who doesn't like presents? Who doesn't like Christmas trees? Of course I'm happy that we're halfway there. School's going to come to an end. Santa Claus comes. There's presents. We're celebrating Jesus' birthday. But we can come to Lent, and the church offers us in Lent the same thing that she offers us during Advent. When we get to that fourth Sunday of Lent, and we're over halfway to the celebration of Easter, we have this Sunday that is a joyful or letare Sunday. That's why the vestments have that rose. And this is nothing new to you. I know I've said this in the past. I want to take it just a little bit deeper than simply we are halfway to Easter. Because there's probably no one here in this church right now who is just absolutely giddy and excited that we're over halfway to Easter and halfway through Lent. You probably walked in the door this evening and could really care less until I told you. And now that I've told you, I don't see anyone going, yes, Leitari Sunday. I mean, if you're honest with yourself, you're probably like, yeah, okay, that's, that's pretty cool. We're all here, and that's interesting to know what the church does up there in her calendar. But me, it's like, do I really care that we're over halfway through Lent? It's like, well, I, I wasn't even counting. If you find yourself in this boat, and it's very common, and you probably do find yourself thinking this, or at least feeling this right now, it's because we need to be reminded and taken to a deeper understanding of why the church gets excited that we're halfway through Lent and Easter is getting closer. It's not because of the Easter bunny. It's not because I love Reese's peanut butter eggs. It's not because of any of that stuff. Or because spring's around the corner, snow's finally melting. It has to do with the importance of the resurrection. The resurrection was not just in an event that happened for Jesus Christ. Kind of like someone's birthday. We go to their birthday party, and it's like, wow, I'm really happy for you. I bet you're excited. You're getting all the presents. You're getting all the cake. And yeah, we're kind of part of the party, but there's a part of us that's like, gosh, well, if it's my birthday, I would have enjoyed this a whole lot better. We all love our own birthday parties because we're getting stuff. 
So it's kind of like Easter is where we celebrate Jesus, who was able to rise from the dead, and we're kind of there going, that, I am, I'm, I'm happy that Jesus rose from the dead and the crucifixion wasn't the end. We need to go deeper than that. If Jesus Christ did not rise from the dead 2,000 years ago, he was either a liar or he was insane. There's no other option. He was either a liar or he was insane. If that event 2,000 years ago did not happen, then all of us in this church right now, we are pretty dumb. And this is silly. Without the resurrection, everything falls to pieces. Your faith, my faith, Everything we do is dumb. It's silly. It's a fairy tale. Go home and live it up. The fact that the resurrection did happen and Jesus did appear to his apostles and they were eyewitnesses and passed that on to the generation after them and the generation after them and we today are recipients of that eyewitness of those apostles and disciples hundreds of them many of them it's because of that that you and I are Christian and even more so it's because of that we believe that we're going to follow the same path. Death is not the end. Had Jesus not risen from the dead, he was a fraud, and at the moment of your death and my death, it all ends. That's the importance of Easter. It's not just, hey, hooray, Jesus, he rose from the dead. It's the foundation of my faith. It's the logical foundation of my faith. Had he not risen, then we are insane because Jesus was a liar or insane. That's why when we're halfway to that feast, the church says rejoice. This is Rejoice Sunday. Remember what has happened 2,000 years ago and we're about to remember and celebrate at Easter because you know what? It's changed your life. Death is no longer the end of your story. It's huge, hugely important. What's fascinating is to see the gospel that we've been given today. Rejoice. Sunday, the beginning of the gospel, Jesus is speaking, speaking to Nicodemus and he says, just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so must the Son of Man be lifted up so that all who believe in him might have eternal life. Just as. It can mean a lot of times because. And because Moses, then, no, 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 no. 
It means in the same way that. Jesus is being lifted up in the same way that Moses lifted up this bronze snake in the desert. Without retelling the whole story, but just a little flash so we're on the same page. What's this thing about Moses and the serpent in the desert? What's going on? God had come and visited his people, and he, through Moses, was leading them out of Egypt, out of slavery, through the desert. They were going through the desert, and the people, they began to complain. They got tired of following God. They got tired of this journey towards the promised land. They forgot where they were going. They forgot that they were heading to this incredible promised land that God was leading them to and that God was there with them and that God would descend on the tent in the form of a cloud, that God would give them manna in the desert, that God would feed them with water from the rock, that God would cause quail to fall from the sky and they would have meat to eat, that God protected them from the Egyptians, that God parted the Red Sea. They forgot it all. And they got tired, and they got sick of it, and they complained because they were sick of the journey. And God sends these snakes, and they start to bite the people, and the people get sick, and the people start to die, and they cry out to God and Moses, and they say, I'm sorry. And God tells Moses to make a snake out of bronze, to lift it up on a pole, and whoever looks at the serpent would be cured. That's the story that Jesus is referring to in the gospel. Just as all that happened, so too must the Son of Man be lifted up. How does that apply to me? What do I care? This isn't a Bible study. How does this change my life or affect my life how does it change my life because we're not only imitating jesus christ in his 40 days in the desert we are also in a sense imitating the people of israel who wandered through the desert for 40 years before they entered into the promised land and you know what this isn't just a 40 day lenten practice you're on the journey i'm on the journey of my life that will end with the promised land of eternity. So many reflections of the people wandering in the the desert. It's an image of my life. I too get tired of the journey. I too forget that God has walked beside me. I too begin to complain. And I, too, begin to be bitten by sin. And I, too, begin to become sick. And I, too, spiritually can begin to die. What's the solution to that? How did the people get cured? By looking at the serpent, the bronze serpent. They had to look up at the bronze serpent. They didn't get cured by looking at their bites, at their snake bites. 
Why is this so important for me? Because during Lent, it is so common that we look at our sinfulness. We have penitential services. We have penitential colors. Our mind, our heart is dwelling on my sin and rooting sin out of my life. And if we're not careful, and this is why the church gives us this moment halfway through to say, ah, don't forget We look and we remember our sins. Why? Not to stare at our snake bites, but so that they lead us to the one who has been mounted on the pole, on the cross. Just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that all who believe in him might have eternal life. Don't dwell on your sins for the sake of dwelling on your sins. Every time I look at my sins, it should be so that it leads me to Jesus Christ. This fourth Sunday of Lent is a time not for us to look down at our snake bites, but to look up. The church is saying, look up on this fourth Sunday of Lent. Look up at your Savior. Look up at Jesus Christ who is on that cross, died out of love for you, rose from the dead, and you will rise too. That's why we rejoice today. Because my life has been changed by Jesus Christ. I have to ask myself, do I believe this? Do I believe in the Son of God? Because if I don't, then this doesn't make any sense. If I don't, then your coming here and my being here is silly. It's dumb. But if I do believe, then my life is totally, completely changed.